Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Almost Famous, the podcast about fame with me, Barnaby Slater. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, please do subscribe or follow the podcast and leave us a rating and comment in Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening. Also, do give us a follow on Instagram at Almost Famous the Podcast and on Twitter at Pod Almost Famous. In Series 5 of the show, I'm bringing you daily episodes called 15 Minutes of Fame, where I read out some of the most honest, controversial, and often downright funny stories that celebrities have ever told. In today's episode, Princess Leia herself, Carrie Fisher, discusses the affair that she had with Harrison Ford while they were on the set of Star Wars. At this point, they'd spent their first weekend together, but would there be another? What I didn't know was that Harrison may have been listening to me, to what I said, specifically about men. Listening for anything confirming that I was an available and experienced gal. He could have been gathering these rosebuds in order to come to the conclusion that he might have wanted to come to, or the one he ultimately came to anyway, the conclusion that it would be okay to take me home with him, or to take me to my house with him, and that was that. All through the Star Wars work week, I waited in vain for some indication that A, we had ever been together at all, or had I imagined the entire event? And or B, if indeed it had occurred, would it ever occur again in any form? I'm sure that on our relative lists of priorities as we went about filming, I might have ranked as high as number 15 on his agenda, while Harrison was my number one. So this was the way I made it from that first weekend to that second. Would we share another monosyllabic weekend, or would I spend the ensuing Saturday and Sunday virtually alone, wondering what I'd done to already push him away? How could I have? when we had barely been that close, just close enough to ignite an almost full-on obsession in me. Here I was, in a pub in London, having a drink with him after a day of filming. I believe I may have previously mentioned that Harrison was not a garrulous person. Given that, as we sat in the public house, I inadvertently held my breath quite a bit, a lot, while fretting over what I would and would not say during that evening. I knew, without believing it, that I would not say a charmingly hell of a lot. I would be calm and succinct and ask thoughtful questions and then listen to his answers intently. Had I been able to manifest the demeanour just described, this would have been the night he discovered yet another of my many characteristics that would cause him to rethink any less than positive opinions he had, obviously prematurely, formed. He would wonder where I had been all his life and then recall with a bemused, ironic sinking feeling that I had yet to be born for much of it. 
The important thing was that at least he'd met me now. He would remind himself to try to make up for all of our lost time for the rest of our compatible lives. But for now, we didn't think about ever needing to make up for anything, as we had barely amassed any amount of time together at all. In fact, what happened was Harrison and I both began to drink, and at some point early on I said, Do you want to see me do an imitation of you? Harrison didn't really walk, he swaggered, moving a bit like John Wayne in slow motion. He would take his seemingly bad attitude for a walk. In order to depict this, I moved out of sight around the corner from Harrison, and after a moment reappeared, strolling as he strolled, sauntering my way into whatever fresh hell I found myself in. I'd become him, disenchanted Lord Ford, master of all he surveyed, if he got round to it. I studied my environment with bored, disenchanted eyes and smirking mouth, behaving as if wherever I'd inadvertently found myself was no doubt some pathetic watering hellhole for a bunch of needy posers and poser wannabes who unfortunately didn't have the stuff to interest me or him. What criminally inept person had decorated this room I was in? Decorated? More like defiled? Wow, I was amazed my eyes weren't bleeding from the insults some referred to as interior, shouldn't that be inferior, decoration. As I continued to portray his inner monologue as I imagined it, I finally let at least one of my eyes slide wearily over to his face and saw that he was not only laughing, he was laughing that silent and hard laugh reserved for true enthusiasm. Almost 40 years later, I still think of it as one of the greater moments of my life. My love life. I tried not to let my relief interrupt my imitation and return my gaze to the disenchanting room around us but I didn't intend for my portrayal to go on much longer. Why press my luck? I mean, this could really be a game changer. If my portrait of my co-star as a smug, scruffy-looking nerf herder went well enough, Harrison could unexpectedly, but gently and responsibly, leave his wife, and after a barely noticeable, dignified amount of time, he would marry me, in an unsentimental, tasteful way, and we would subsequently astonish everyone, including ourselves, by remaining together for the rest of whoever died first's life. And all because I dared to do an imitation of him, for him, in the pub one night. That was the beginning of his realising that I was the only person with whom he felt comfortable enough to be, well, still uncomfortable, but now at peace with finding the world a constant disappointment. I continued to swagger towards him, and then next to him, finally letting my eyes return to him. To my amazement, I now saw that he was still laughing which almost caused me to laugh, but instead I was able to maintain my portrayal, stretching my lips to their side limits to indicate what perhaps might be identified as a smile, but what turned out to be a cease between scowls, before returning my expression to its relaxed smirk mode. I remember distinctly that this was the part of my impression that amused him the most. Not that anything could convince me that our little dalliance was much more than that, a summer romance without the romance or without the summer for that matter. Now that I had elicited this amazingly enthusiastic response from him, the danger was that I would want to get him laughing like a human during all our upcoming evenings together. It was bad enough that I was doing it already tonight. Please God, don't let me feel the need to encourage him to be Mr Chuckles on the set as well. That would be a great idea, right? Making it my life's work to cause Han Solo to giggle his way through an asteroid field, or howl with laughter at how ridiculously hairy his Wookiee co-pilot was. 
How about a spit take in full view of some unobtrusive Minox? No, Harrison was not on this earth for me to goad into uncontrollable fits of laughter. I would have to control the impulse to entertain him. Most importantly, so as not to call attention to the possibility that we were more than just co-stars. Maybe not much more where he was concerned, but I was not so lucky. Amen. If I'd never succeeded in coaxing this coveted laughter of his out into the waiting world, I would never have known what I was missing. Just that I was missing something. Besides his not being single or accessible, or for the most part, warm. I wouldn't have been able to imagine his laughing wholeheartedly, or known how amazing it felt to actually be with a person you were with and feel like he liked you. You know, in that ongoing, let's keep seeing each other way. This was the first time I felt as though Harrison liked me. Not because he wanted to sleep with me, or because no one else was around in a way that was convenient. He liked me. I'd made him laugh. I'd done an imitation of him. For him. Even though I was afraid of how he'd react. And it had worked out. Take a risk, win a prize, or borrow someone else's prize for the duration of the film and hope things aren't too awkward when you film the sequels. When he'd returned to his paranormal self, we sat smiling at each other. I do other imitations, I finally offered, my shoulders up to my ears in a shrug, but I don't think they'd go too well in this particular environment. He lit a new cigarette, and I quickly retrieved one of mine, letting him light it with another match while avoiding his eyes. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I went on, Judy Garland for one, but you probably wouldn't like it. 
Why? It's pretty loud and includes some dancing and a lot of makeup. He nodded, picking some nicotine off the tip of his tongue and flicking it away. Any more quiet ones like mine? I thought for a moment, searching for a funny reply. What to say? Make him laugh. Make him like me. Oh, please make him like me. Then everything will be fine or thereabouts. But no punchlines came to deliver that body blow that would reignite the blaze of his smile. What a jerk I was. I've always been a jerk and always will be. He hates me now and thinks I'm boring and stupid. B and S. I could do an imitation of my college boyfriend. He was super quiet. Super? Who says super and lives? Certainly not me. Harrison raised his eyebrows slightly. Oh? Yeah, well, maybe all boyfriends are quiet. Not boyfriends. Harrison wasn't my boyfriend and would never be. Well, I wouldn't know about all boyfriends, really, I rattled on. Simon's really the first boyfriend I ever had, and I don't really... I'm not actually looking to... Harrison's face had whitened, and his eyes were suddenly concerned. A slight frown threatened. What do you mean, your only boyfriend? I blinked. What had I done now? I struggled for something to say. What about all those guys you talked about? He asked. That Rob guy, the photographer, and Fred, and Buck, and... Still frowning, I said, Fred? I didn't sleep with him. I know him. Hey, you know him too. Does that mean you slept with him? Not waiting for a response, I continued somewhat indignantly. I don't sleep with all the men I know, and I don't sleep with them just because I bring them up in conversation. Christ, if you thought that I slept with every man who found himself in some story of mine, you must think that I'm like a hooker or something, a slut. So I guess that made it all right for you. Made what all right? To fuck hookers, your big slutty co-star, me. He interrupted, all right, enough. Fine, I said, totally sulking. But you shut up as well. A version of that happened, a much toned down version, maybe with fewer words and a lot less volume. Harrison was looking at the rug on the floor in front of him, blinking. Why was he so upset? Why did he want me to have slept with everyone with a penis that I brought up in conversation? He seemed so disappointed that I was as inexperienced as I'd suddenly revealed myself to be that I considered confessing that I'd let Buck fill me up under my shirt after the shampoo wrap party, and then felt like a slut for days, but instead kept silent and watched the side of his suddenly serious face for clues as to why it was a bad idea that I'd only really been with him and Simon. Oh, okay. And I'd slept with Griffin once in Las Vegas, but that didn't count because he was a friend and we never did it again. I thought men liked it if you were inexperienced. Was that only in Victorian times? Hadn't I once heard that some men even paid to deflower a girl? Not that Harrison had deflowered me in any way, as though you could deflower someone a little. If so, was I then implying that he had maybe batted away a petal in the deflowering process? What was I meant to do here? How could I return him to the laughing Harrison from just moments ago? A time that, in the ensuing confusion, was now rapidly beginning to feel like weeks ago. Would he ever completely forgive me for not being sexually, what, sophisticated? For being a 19-year-old who, despite using four-letter words with such ease and familiarity, didn't turn out to be the pro-scarlet woman tramp nymphomaniac I seemed to be? It didn't occur to me until decades later that perhaps what disturbed Harrison was the implication that he was subsequently burdened with something very like responsibility in that he had somehow been given a gift he hadn't wanted or expected. Well, we all know what happened after that. We slowly fell deeper and deeper in love, he more than I for obvious reasons. 
It was truly a surprise to us both, the night he took my hand in his and weepingly admitted that though he loved his wife very much, they'd been growing apart for quite some time now, so that when he met me, he knew I was the person he wanted to spend the rest of his life with, both public and private. I was his soulmate, understanding him in ways he never thought possible. Here he had to stop speaking, he was crying so much, tears streaming down his manly face, blowing his nose into his hand and wiping it on his shirt. He whispered, fate brought us together in space, but we brought ourselves together on Earth. But whether on Saturn or in South Kensington, please do me the honour of being the companion I share my life with. That was when he slipped the ring on my finger that I never take off except when I'm waxing my knuckles. A gold band with diamonds spelling out the word he came up with. Carison. We also use it as a gate code in the home we share in London, in St John's Wood near the North Star pub. So we'll always be within walking distance of that place where we first discovered the shared passion that would continue secretly throughout our ongoing, enviable lives. How can I paint for you the picture of this brief three-month break in the bad weather of no feeling? Sadly, I cannot. And this is not because of the memory loss that typically comes with age, though that is a distinct factor. It is the memory loss that comes with marijuana use, though in this case it is not the long-term use that has deprived me of the recollections from these months from long ago. It is a three-month ingestion of what seemed to me to be the brutal strength of Harrison's preferred strain of pot. This is what takes any and all vivid recollections and crushes them beneath its cruel inhaled heel. At the time, the reefer took whatever certainty I possessed while in Harrison's company and traded it for paranoia so intense it took my breath away. What I recall from the rubble of my brain cells is the discomfort I experienced between waking and sleeping, trying to think of something to say other than Do you love me? Or Why are you with me at all? Or Do you know your lines for next week? Or Can I get you another beer? Or Where did you get that scar on your chin? By the way, I believe the answer to that question had the words acid and girl with freckles in it, and the toilet seat hit my head and cracked this cut into my chin. But I'm more than probably wrong. I also doubt much of this was actually said, per se, but I know he lay on his back on the couch in Riggs' apartment telling me the story, and if he did say any of it, I'm sure he made it up. Though there has been some speculation regarding my drug use during Star Wars, I used nothing other than Harrison's pot on the weekends during that first film. After that, marijuana was no longer possible for me. It had such a powerful, all-consuming effect on me that I have never used that drug again. In effect, I can't remember now what I was too uncomfortable to remember at the time. For three months. From celebration, to intoxication, to assignation, to infatuation, to imitation, to indignation, this was my trimester of the affair that was Carrison. Harrison finished shooting first. My last scenes would be two weeks later. So I decided to go back to LA for a break and wound up flying there with Harrison. I wasn't in charge of the movie's travel arrangements, so I couldn't have organised things so that he and I sat together but sit together we did, for a full 14 hours, in coach. I don't know if he was pleased with these arrangements, because he didn't exhibit emotions and I didn't record it in the journals I kept, but we did wind up talking. Anyway, whatever I don't remember of our conversation on the flight, I do remember that he was kind. Kind enough to enable me to close the door on our cinematic episode together, both on and off screen without regret which is quite a turn of events when you consider all those silent weekends. I'm a hick, I recall saying to him. No, Harrison answered. You think you're less than you are. You're a smart hick. And then, you have the eyes of a doe and the balls of a samurai. 
It's the only thing he ever said to me that acknowledged any intimacy between us, and it was enough. Not only because it had to be, but because of what I'm assuming it cost him to go that out of character in conversation. We never again acknowledged that anything of that nature had occurred. Hope you liked that amazing anecdote from the late, great, inimitable Carrie Fisher. Please do press that subscribe button on Almost Famous, rate the podcast and leave us a comment too. Find us on Instagram at Almost Famous the Podcast and on Twitter at Pod Almost Famous. And also, please do check out my other podcast, It's Your Funeral, a lighthearted look into the most important day of my guests' afterlives. And give it a follow on Insta at Pod It's Your Funeral. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, there'll be a brand new episode of Almost Famous's 15 Minutes of Fame every weekday. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.